Welcome to the Parish the Thought Show. The opinions of Brian, your host, and his guests have not been sanitized or scientifically tested. So please consume at your own risk. Now, here's Brian. Thank you for joining me on this bright and amazing day. Today's episode is sponsored by Legacy Group Real Estate in Elkridge, Utah, and Gertzen Clothing Company in Lehigh, Utah. I want to thank them for their continued friendship, support, and professionalism. Ladies and gentlemen, and whoever else is listening, welcome back to the show. Thank you again for joining us, and today's episode is the second in my series for LDS parents of gay children. Jake is with us again. And on the previous episode, he guided us through his first phase of the coming out journey as a 34-year-old man a little over four months ago to his parents. On today's episode, we have an additional special guest, Sue Peterson, who was the Stake Relief Society president in the Elk Ridge, Utah Stake for the past five years. Sue has a grown daughter who has been in a lesbian relationship for the past seven years. For those not familiar with the LDS Church, the Relief Society is the women's organization within the church. In Elkridge, there are 12 wards or congregation, and Sue was the leader over all of those. I want to say again, in the spirit of disclosure, we are only getting Jake's perspective. We don't use his last name or call out who his parents are out of respect for their privacy. So please keep that in mind as we journey down this next episode. Jake, welcome back, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And on, on this, is, this is episode two of our series. I don't know how long the series is going to be. But it's I'm I'm calling it you know to the to the parent to the LDS parents, Christian parents, and with us today is uh, Sue Peterson, who was for many many years the relief the Stake Relief Society president and has a lesbian daughter, and uh, she's bisexual and she lives with her lesbian partner. Okay, keep up, Brian. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm new at this. I'm new in this game. And you've been down this road for seven years. For those that are just chiming in, Jake came out to his family at age 34 about four months ago. Is that correct, Jake? September 17th. All right. You're making my head do math in my head. I can't do this. Is that four months? Just about round it four up. Four months, yeah. November, yep. December, and I'm six. January. I'm six years old. And <laughs> here we go. <laughs> and it's not going well. And I, and, and I, and I, Put this kind of this disclaimer on our last interview. I haven't spoken to your parents. I don't know your parents. I don't know what they're feeling only based on what you've told me. So I, I don't want to throw them under the bus completely, maybe partially, maybe a leg or two. I don't know. But it's it's it, it's a little disturbing. And again, I know they're probably, there's some shock, which you talked about, because you've been processing this since you were eight or 10 and mm -hmm. they're working on four months. Sue. Can you give us a little backstory on on when when this was news for you from your daughter? Well, yeah. Um, when she came to the house to tell us, she brought a sister with her for support. I think you had someone with you too, Jake, right? I did. And, um, you know, she told us. And I just remember being quiet, not really knowing how to react, how to respond. We just told her we loved her and and kind of left it at that. 
she was very nervous. She was very scared. And I was, you know, after the discussion and after she left and she said that her, her partner, she was dating her partner at that time. Uh, she wanted to meet us. And I said, sure. So after she left, I was still kind of reeling. And my husband was the one who was the level head and said, we just need to love her. That's it. That's it. And uh, so I kind of took a cue from him. And there is, you know, in fairness to parents, there is a grief stage because grief can have many different reasons. You can have grief over losing a job, over a marriage dissolving, over a death, of course. Grief is any time that you saw something out ahead of you and it changed. And so I saw ahead of me a, a child getting married to a man and maybe having a family. And, and that was no longer going to happen. So I had to change my viewpoint and allow it. You know, you have to allow the grief process. It doesn't mean you lash out and you attack the individual, but you have to realize that, okay, I have disappointment, I have shock, I have fear, you know, all of that is laced with love, of course, but they are very real things. And I'm saying your parents, their knee-jerk reaction is, part of it is grief. And unfortunately, it's coming out very bitter. And that is unfortunate. I, I am so sorry. And, and I don't want to bash your parents either, like Brian said, but it could have been handled a whole lot better. It takes a tremendous amount of courage to come out to your family. And I admire you for wanting to do that. My understanding is at some point, it's something you have to do. It's not really I'm choosing, but I really need to get this out there. It can be terrifying. And yours has been not received well. I'm hoping that they come to their senses after a while and reach out to you in love but um i i hear i hear of parents reacting that way and it saddens me because you're a family and a family is bound by love regardless let's find the good in the situation and one of the good one of the things that's marvelous in ours is my daughter's lesbian partner she's she's wonderful She's magnificent. And, you know, she was scared to death to meet us. And we had a good dinner over some Indian food, which I love, which always helps. Right. And there hasn't been a problem since I have other children and grandchildren. And it's interesting. Kids have a much easier time accepting this than adults do. There, if, if there is someone who is transsexual, or, or non-binary, and they have decided to change their name. Adults, with no respect at all, refuse. I will not, because that's not who I knew them as. To me, that's just outright disrespectful. But you talk to kids, and you say, okay, so, you know, Joan is now Ray. And the kids are like, oh, cool, okay. And they go off and play. I mean, they know how to handle it. We could really learn something from them. They handle it just fine. But... Uh, Anyway, you know, that was that was kind of the beginning and and I I involved I involved God in the process and I remember talking to him about this and saying, What do I do? What do I do? And his answer was easy. It was you just love her. 
And there's a, a common there's a common fear that parents have in the church. Well, if I just show love and show support, they'll think I agree with them. And so I I hope I'm not offending Jake. So I went to the Lord and asked, okay, what do I do? He said, just love her. And I said, but what if she thinks I agree with her? And very quickly, the answer came back. That is not your problem. I will handle that. I will handle that. And he has, because my kids know exactly where I stand when it comes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, I don't have to rehearse it to them. I don't have to beat them over the head with it because they grew up listening to me and watching me. And so I don't have to have those discussions with them. And one of the things that was really helpful is Elder Christofferson's brother, Tom, wrote a book about his coming out and his being gay in his family. And a friend of mine insisted that I listen to it. And to back up a little bit, one of the things I said to my daughter when she came out, I said, could you not do displays of affection in front of me? I don't think I'm ready for that. And to their credit, they were very respectful. So I'm listening to this book months later, maybe a year later, as I'm driving across the desert in Nevada, because there's nothing to see. So I'm listening to this book. And the way that Brother Christopherson's parents handled the situation was 60 years ago, groundbreaking. They accepted Tom's partner into their home. They showed interest in the things that interested him. They allowed their son and his partner to share a bedroom when they were visiting. And I listened to that and oh, I thought, oh my gosh, what is, I, I admired it so much. I might've hit my own tissue. Um, so right then and there, I called my daughter and I said, you know, you and you and your partner have been extremely respectful as far as public displays of affection. And I just want you to know, I appreciate that but if you two want to hold hands when you're around us around me or put your arm around each other that is completely fine just don't make out in front of us and she's like mom none of us do that i'm low i know i, know. I just that wouldn't matter which this. which yes whether you're it doesn't straight matter or gay. if you're heterosexual or not don't. <laughs> we don't do that well i just wanted to throw it out there ha ha anyway and so um she was she says mom that means so much and thank you so much and and I kind of went, well, okay, I guess I'm growing, I'm, you know, learning to deal. So, um, you know, that was part of the process. So you have a question, Brian. No, I'm, I'm just trying to think where to go. I was going to, I was going to give Jake a compliment earlier about through hearsay. If your family, you hear your family saying maybe some negative things about you. I want you to know how noble you have been and respectful. And you've mentioned it, but the way you acted, you have. You didn't just come out on social media and have them find out accidentally. You went to them, didn't use your last name. We didn't say where they're from. We're trying to keep as anonymous as possible for them. So I think you need to give yourself some credit, more credit than you maybe already are for how mature you've been. And I and I think I mentioned to you in the last interview that you may probably have to be the one that leads this charge. And can, I, can I interject a comment please, about that? Please. In listening to your 
comments last week, Jake. I was so amazed at the amount of respect that you had for your parents. You could have very easily said, screw you. I'm, And I know now you have distanced yourself for your own protection, and I totally get that. But you just expressed that um, you had so much respect for them, and you always had. And I really admired that. Thank you. And I really do. I am not trying to do this to, I guess, ruin their name or disrespect them in any way or put them on blast or make the world known that, you know, they're terrible parents. That That is that is not the, the intention and that is not the goal of this. And it is something that I wanted them to hear from me. And it is something that I wanted them to basically not find out from any of anybody else other than me. I wanted them to hear that from me. I felt like I deserved them enough respect that they should, they should hear it. Not from Facebook, not from, you know, and I've even refrained from, you know, really necessarily stating my opinions or stating how I feel about certain topics or, you know, how I feel about the LGBT community I really refrain from doing anything, you know, associated with that on social media. Again, just because I'm gay doesn't mean that the whole world needs to know, doesn't mean that the whole world needs to know my opinion or my views or my outlook on life. That's for me. That's not for the world. So, I mean, nothing's really changed in that perspective when I was, you know, straight or when I was gay that still hasn't changed my my personal life is my personal life and you know it's it's not for everyone to you know be in view of that's just not me as brian mentioned i was a stake relief society president for almost five years and i had the opportunity to talk to wards during ward conferences and there's 13 wards so it was a commitment but the first year that I did, I was very open and honest and said, yeah, my daughter is is this and, and she lives with her partner. And mm-hmm. it's really interesting to watch the faces of women in a Relief Society room when you say the word lesbian. It really gets their attention. And there was shock and awe both at the same time. But the word got around and women would come up to me privately and say, well, my daughter is or my sister. And they started coming out of the woodwork and they said, we don't know what to do. How do we handle this? And so I would have conversations over and over again on just love, just love her. You always have, it should be easy. She hasn't changed. She's still the same person. So it doesn't mean that she is something different than what she gave birth to. And so you should be able to love her. And so finally it got to the point I thought, you know, really, these women need a support group. They need a group they can get together and not abandon their faith, but love their kid and deal with this. And for some reason, somehow, and all I can give it to is to the atonement and love of Jesus Christ, is on one hand, I agree with the church's position on this 100%. And on the other hand, I love my daughter, support her and her partner 100%. And I walk in the middle, and I don't know how, 
I can do that, but I do. And I attribute that to the Savior helping me do that because he loves my child even more than I do. And I just, I trust him. I don't know what the long term is. I don't know. And I don't care. I know it's going to be fine. It's all going to work out. We know so little of the whole plan. We see so little. And we're here in this earth for such a short period of time. But I think when things work out and things roll through and we get through all of eternities and all of that, that this is going to work out just fine. Like I said, I don't know what that looks like, but I have trust and faith in God that it's going to be okay. And so in the meantime, my job is to love and support my daughter, just like I do all of them, and to love and support her um, her person. You know, we kind of, I kind of have a, um, a, a saying that if they're important to you, they're important to me. And her partner is extremely important to her, so she's important to me. And, you know, if they come and stay at our house, of course they're going to share a bedroom because they're a couple. They have been. They've lived together for seven years. So, and, you know, and I'm talking to it from seven years ahead. Right. Because would I have said that five years ago? I'm not sure I would, but it's a journey. It's a journey for sure. And it's going to be a journey for your parents. I'm not I'm not saying that it's not going to be a journey and I understand that it's it's new but I also see it from the other standpoint that we're in I guess we should be further along in the fact of you know it shouldn't matter um it shouldn't be a big shock um it shouldn't be it it really it shouldn't be anything anymore It, it shouldn't be a thing and that's what I was trying to get across to my parents. The you know the few team, times that I've talked to them is it doesn't matter or it shouldn't matter who I love. It doesn't matter who I decide to be with or it, it doesn't matter. It's it's 2024. There's gay people. There's straight people. There's you know there's all sorts of people out there. And at the end of the day, it's it's not your decision. I'm. 34 years old, I can make my decisions and I can make my decisions in life. And if I was out being harmful, you know, doing bad things, you know, doing illegal things, great. You should probably step in and say, maybe you should probably get your life together. I have a job, I pay my bills and I'm gay. That's it. Big deal. Big deal. (laughs) Big deal. And, and yeah, I think you being gay is, about this much of your content and your exactly. character. Exactly. I think what I've Me being so gay is a small portion of who I am. And it, it doesn't define me. It doesn't make me who I am. Yes, it is something that I've had to in the last couple months. I am more vocal about and I am more, I have more expression about it due to the fact that I am going through a roller coaster of emotions of, um, I knew that I was going to, like you said, Sue, is, is at one point in time in, you know, somebody of the LGBT community, at one point in time, you feel like you have to come out and you just can't do it anymore. And that was that was what it was for me is, is I just couldn't continue living the lie. I couldn't continue with trying to subdue who I am and trying to subdue 
how I felt. I, I couldn't do it anymore. And I knew moving back to where I was originally from that if I was going to live here and I was going to successfully or happily live here, that my parents had to know there was no way that I was just going to continue to run for it or run from it. And it's sad that we have to do that. It's sad that as somebody that is, you know, gay, that you feel like you have to express who you love or who you want to sleep with um, and make it known to everyone is it's sad because you know a lot of the straight community will say well you know i don't have to tell you know anybody who i sleep with and you know i don't understand why you know the lgbt community has to make it such a um known thing who they want to sleep with but at the same time you guys aren't being condemned chastised judged persecuted judged humiliated I mean, there's 47 different names for it. You're not being judged for being straight. I'm being judged for being gay. You can't compare the two because you don't know what it's like to be persecuted for being gay. You know, one of the things is, you know, persecuting because of who you want to sleep with. That isn't all of you. That is a small part. I mean, you, it's a relationship that you're, looking for with another man and it's because you know you meet a heterosexual couple and say are you guys together so you can sleep with each other i mean you don't even bring it up exactly so why do we need to make it such a big deal and one of the things too is in in the lds community we tend to as parents look at our children through the eyes of the church which is a mistake Mm -hmm. If we look at our children through God's eyes, they're fine. They're right. you're you're a productive adult. You're responsible. You're a good person, and you're not some kind of criminal. And neither is my daughter. They're you're decent people. So don't look at your children through the church's eyes because that never turns out well. Just look at them through the eyes of love and the eyes of God, and then you'll see your kids for who they really are. Thank you for saying that, Sue, because when you were talking earlier, I'm think, I had this thought is we have to get to a point where the gospel trumps the culture. And right amen, now, amen. the culture is trumping the gospel with a lot of these negative reactions. Yeah. And when my daughter came out, my wife and I probably didn't handle it as best we could. Um, and I know, Sue, you were at our house one time, you know, trying to, when, it, when we first found out a while back. And I wonder if it's fear, my guess is mostly moms, but maybe dads have the same amount of fear of what, if they think either, either are they afraid of this eternal family thing with now that is lost, or are they afraid of what the culture or the club will think of us as parents? Like, oh, you failed as a parent, or do we think Mm -hmm. we failed as a parent because, oh, well, gosh, I should have done scripture study more or book of more whatever all the, the excuses of people i wish should have done more of this this and this and they would have been fine they wouldn't have been broken or whatever the phrase may be is that sue in your experience oh yeah yeah is that, that, is that what moms, definitely mom, now have you is it equal between moms and dads or you just been talking with moms you know it i've just talked with moms but in talking with moms it seems that dads have a harder time with this moms lean more into loving their kid through it 
and dads really have a hard time with it. And now I know that's not the case. It wasn't the case in my home, but in this support group that I have, it's for LGBTQ family and friends. It's something that I wanted to do to gather women together who that way we can one time talk about how to deal with rather than having these conversations I was having over and over. I just found there was a, we needed a safe space where we understood one another. And so I went to the stake president and I said, I want to do this thing. I want to do a support group. I really think I should. And he said, okay, I think that's okay. I said, well, would you pursue it? So he went to the regional rep who said, I don't know. I maybe you should go to the church. And so he got a hold of somebody at church headquarters who deals with this within the church. And she had said, well, I know this is happening in other places. And if she wants to do that, then go ahead. So I got to go ahead. And I've had sisters say, do you have permission to do this? <laughs> yeah, I'm a real, I'm a, a renegade. I mean, I'm doing something and I've got a group of women that show up every month and we find humor in our reactions and we express the love we have for our kids and how we're trying to navigate the whole landscape of this in our family. Some have children who still live at home. And so they find it tricky that, okay, older sibling is gay or lesbian or whatever it might be. How do I, how do I parent my children, the younger ones, so that they don't grow up to be that way? Which you know, Jake is kind of a ridiculous thought. Yeah, because, like it's contagious. You know, like it's contagious, or you're going to teach them how to be. And, and I mean, and and it's, if there's abuse, that's a whole different story. But I'm just talking about your garden variety LDS family. And they, they, they're very nervous. Like, how, how do I handle this with my kids? Mm -hmm. And like I said before, kids do a lot better with it than the adults do. Um, one of my grandchildren, when this came into our family, asked her mom. So, so my aunt has a girlfriend. Her mom says, yeah. And so the little daughter, the little granddaughter goes, Oh, okay. And she went off and skipped off and went to play. I mean, it's just not a big deal. Well, and little girls and, have girlfriends too. Yeah, girls, girls have, girlfriends. have girlfriends. Well, and and someone else had mentioned that when they were growing up, they had an uncle. And this person's about my age. She said when she was growing up, she had an uncle who had a husband or a boyfriend. And she said, We didn't make a big deal out. We just uncle Uncle Joe and his and Scott were invited to all the family activities. We just loved them, you know, you know, wove them into the family and it wasn't a big deal. And we figured it out later as we got older, but they were part of our family. So why wouldn't we include them? So it's not something that's contagious. And I mean, I can't see Jake going, pulling kids into the corner saying, okay, this is, I mean, what are people afraid of? I, I exactly. don't know. I would, but he's experienced I would never that. throw it in anybody's face. But you're, but the fact that your brother-in-law said yeah. that horrific thing to you about. Well, he didn't say it to me. He just said it to my sister. Oh, okay. Um, Did I keep so, the kids away I mean, or something like that? 
this is yeah. all, you know, through what my sister was telling me. And he basically said, you know, what about, you know, the innocence of our kids? And what about, you know, what do we tell them? How do we, um, how do we bring this up to them? How do we explain it? And I said, I'm not going to throw it in anybody's face. And I'm not going to, if, if one of their kids comes to me and says, Hey, are you gay? I'm going to go. Yeah, I am. Yeah. And like you said, Sue, most kids, they're going to go, okay. And cool. then they walk away. Yeah. Am I going to go into any detail or am I going to go into any, you know, form of, you know, yeah, here's pictures. explanation. A- absolutely not. That's, that's, that's not a kid's business and that's not even an adult's business. And you wouldn't do that if you were, he- if you were heterosexual. Right. Yeah. Right. That's none of their business. And, and that's the way that that's going to stay. That's just because I'm gay doesn't mean that they need to know, you know, every person or every man that I'm dating. That's, I mean, no, if it's somebody that I'm serious about, if it's somebody that I'm going to end up marrying or have a serious long-term relationship, yes, that is a person that I will introduce. But up until that point, it's none of their business. Why do they even have to say anything to the kids? It's adults exactly. who make a big deal out of this. Yes, and absolutely. so you wait until the kid asks you a question. Yeah. You know, does Uncle Jake have a boyfriend? Yeah. Right. There you go. You don't have to go into detail. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and the kids are around this at school. This mm-hmm. is not a new thing to the kids. No. Um, it's, it's, it's newer for people our age. It is. Well, it is. Not, and I don't know how to even describe it. It's not new. Being gay is not new. Does it seem like there's more people coming out in the last few years? Yeah. 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 I don't know if that's just because social media and we have our phones and our devices in our face all the time. So the whole world is right there all the time. Um, well, a friend of mine had a philosophy about that. And I don't know how you'd feel about this, but it, she was in our support group and the question came up, you know, this just seems so much more individuals are coming out than than in the past and it could be social media i don't know but some most of what i've learned is not through social media it's been through personal contact mm-hmm. and she said you know my my idea is that god is sending more individuals to us who are in this situation because he wants us to learn how to love like he does read because because it 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 kind of uh, for lack of a better word forces you to look beyond certain things and just focus on your affection for your child or your sister or whoever in the family you really have to look in the mirror and go well where does my love lie is it conditional or not and some parents may have to take some time before they get to the place where they realize, well, it's unconditional and some don't. And I'm sorry to hear there are some kids that are kicked out of their home. I don't get that at all. And some of it is bad behavior by Christians and that those who are gay or, or whatever are going straight to hell. Well, we don't preach that. That is not something that is the LDS faith does not say that. Because it's not true. If we are professing to be Christians and following the commandments of the second commandment, what does it say? Love your neighbor, mm-hmm. not fix or save or 
they already have a savior and or it's love them me. only if they think and look and act and talk and dress and sleep like you do. Yeah. And yeah. that's, that's easy. And that's, and I've said something similar, maybe, and maybe you sparked that in me when we first met Sue, that there appears to be more people coming out because we, as specifically members of the LDS church for our, the sake of our discussion need to do better and love people but, who are different. It's not just the people of the LDS faith or even Christians. It's everybody in general. And it's honestly a lot of it. Personally, this is from my perspective as, you know, being a younger, you know, gay man is um, more people are coming out because more people just don't care. A lot of, you know, people my age, you know, they don't care about piercings. They don't care about tattoos. They don't care about, you know, who you sleep with or, you know, what gender you are. They're more accepting of, okay, just be you and do your own thing. And I can't express that enough. I I can't express that enough. Um, Even though I'm a gay man, I don't necessarily agree with all the LGBT, you know, philosophies or ideas. throwing it in anybody's face or you know involving children or you know any of that there is some of that part that i am more on the conservative side of i have the aspect or i have the viewpoint of i'll do me you do you i will keep my life my life and you keep your life yours me being gay has nothing to do with the rest of the world yes i'm going to fight for gay rights and yes i'm going to fight for equality but I don't need to go at it with such a vengeance that it is uh, creating issues or, you know, riots or whatever that may follow because of that. So Jake, um, if you happen to marry, or if you happen to have a serious partner, have Mm -hmm. you considered that you would want to adopt? Absolutely. See, and there's another thing that I don't understand why people have a problem you have two individuals who want to take a child into their home and love the child. Mm-hmm. What is wrong with that? Whether See, that is both one of women the women or both men. That was one of the one of the hardest things to come to terms with is, is I've always wanted to be a father. I've always thought that I could probably be a pretty good dad and coming to terms with maybe that not ever happening or I guess the natural way was really hard to come to terms with when trying to make this decision. This wasn't, I mean, for anybody, I mean, I mean, I I don't know. I can't speak for anyone or everyone, but this wasn't something that I chose to do on a whim or overnight. This is something that I really thought about and I thought about hard and long. And I can't tell you the days that I would sit in my car alone and I would just cry and go, you know, am I gay or I'm gay or am I gay? And I would go back and forth trying to decide on who I really was because I knew once I was either vocalizing it or at least in my mind, even saying it out loud, even though I was the only person around that could hear me vocalizing what I have been trying to keep hidden for years is giving it some light that. I didn't necessarily know if I wanted to because I tried to bury it for so many years. And after so many years, I just couldn't anymore. Um, A friend of mine, her son, excuse me, her daughter 
um, has transitioned from male to female. And she was talking to him about this um, situation. And he said, mom, do you know how hard this is? You think I would choose to do this? And it kind of what you've been saying is the same thing. This is just who I am. And this is not easy. Of course, we're making it harder for you, for sure. Which is, I mean, it's hard enough as it is, but to, I guess, you know, you say that coming to terms with and be able to say it out loud, this is who I am. I imagine that would be a difficult place to get to, but it's more hurtful to not do it. It's it's extremely hard. I mean, even to this day, even though now that my, even though, even though my parents and my family know, it's still hard to even express it sometimes or, you know, or when somebody asks, you know, you go, yeah, I'm gay, you know, and, and even still now I'm taken aback sometimes and go, oh, I just said that or, oh, I actually vocalized that and I can actually be honest with that person or myself and be able to express who I truly am is it's freeing, but it's also scary. And when I was telling a friend of mine the other day that I haven't felt good for like with myself and who I am for months now. And I'm, I'm getting there and every day I'm kind of returning to who I was and I'm kind of finding that baseline of who I am and I was, I told him, I said, you know, I went to Lowe's the other day and I just, I had my shoulders back. I had my head held high and I was just smiling and I went, you know what, I'm gay and I'm happy to be alive and I love my life and I love who's in it and I have chosen who is in it and I'm okay with that and I'm okay with who I am. I haven't felt like that for a long time and it was finally freeing to get to that point that I'm okay. I'm normal. I mean, whatever that normal may be or my normal, I'm normal. I mean, come on. It's because you were in a hardware store. Let's just be real. <laughs> right. Can we just, can we just play it out there? Hey, I love a good that, hardware that store. Hard, so do I. You know, a couple things come to mind. When Brian approached me to do this, I, I said I needed to get permission from my daughter. I respect her enough that I didn't want to spring this on her, have her hear it from someone else. No, I'm not mentioning her name. She'd know exactly who, she, who I'm talking about. And so I, I did approach her and ask if this would be okay. And she did give me permission and was grateful that I had asked, which, you know, that's, I hopefully am showing her respect. Now, yeah. one thing that happened um, right after our daughter came out and had our discussion where she told us, I immediately had two thoughts come into my head. One was I was at the time I was a Sunday school teacher for 16, 17, 18 year olds. One of the thoughts was you need to share this with your class because this is a reality for them in their circle of friends. And you need to go talk to the neighbor. And the reason that that feeling was there is my neighbor um, has a gay son who has a husband and when I was over at her house and she was showing me pictures of the family introducing this is my daughter and her family this is my son and his family this is my son and his husband this is my daughter and her it was seamless she didn't hesitate she didn't apologize it was just this is my family 
And I thought, this is a person I need to talk to because she's got a handle on this. And so I went over and we had a good discussion. And one of the things she said, she said, okay, whatever you do, do not let your mind go past the bedroom door. And I thought, yeah, she's right. You know, because for some odd reason, we who are straight are curious about that. And how could that be? Well, it's none of our business for one thing, but that was good counsel from her. Don't let your mind go past the bedroom door. Okay. And you probably agree with that, Jake, because we make a big deal out of that. But anyway. Well, I mean, I don't care whether or not people have questions. I mean, that's, I mean, not necessarily, I mean, that sounded wrong, but like, not so much about that, but like, I have an open mind enough and I'm an open enough person that if you approach me in a, in a way that is not derogatory or, you know, in a way that that's respectful, I don't care what you ask me. I, I'm an open book. I mean, it's the same thing as I've had friends that, you know, I told him that I was gay and he goes, okay, well, I'm still going to call you a gay boy. And I said, great. You know, he's like, I used to call you that before he called me up and he's like, what's up gay boy. And I go, Oh, not much. You know, I don't want people to treat me any differently and I don't want people to treat me with kid gloves because now that they know that I'm gay, I mean, I can make a gay joke just like anybody else, whether or not that's socially right. I mean, you can decide that that's, I'm not here to play the whole political game. That's not me, but don't treat me any differently just because you know that I'm gay. And that's, that's what comes back to the whole thing with my parents. That's, that's what, irritates me and frustrates me with them right now and and trying to talk to them is i just go i just want things to go back to normal you know that i'm gay great that's it there there's no there's nothing else to it and and they just i mean like you said i mean i understand that there is a mourning period there's a you know a thought of loss about how they feel you know about their um what they expected or what they wanted or what they thought that my future could hold. That's great. That's your future. That's not mine. That's your future. And I understand you need to have time to come to terms with that. But at the same time, I just want things to go back to normal and as normal as possible. I mean, if they can't do that, I don't need them in my life. Well, the thing is, is you didn't become gay all of a sudden. You've been gay a while and they've loved you like that it's just now you have thrown a a name a a word out there and that's the big stumbling block well what single person that's 34 years old that isn't married doesn't have any kids and comes from a family that is lds and (laughs) never brings around a girlfriend hmm. connect the dots yeah connect the dots please i I was i was 30 when i got married and i know people were jokingly wondering because it yeah. took took me, and you know, I didn't grow up in the church, but still right. to be thirty, you know, it's later than usual for most people. Mm-hmm. But you know, it, one of like, the what does that support... have to be? The, what does that have to be? Yeah, one of the options. Maybe I just didn't want to yet. Same with you, Jake. It's like you, exactly, yeah. Go ahead, one of so. our yeah. support group meetings, a mom came for the first time, and all of us in the group had pretty much, you know, we had come to a place where it was pretty peaceful and we talked about it and it was open it was safe and she listened to us and she finally said aren't you mad I'm just angry about this and we all said well you know we've been there 
we've had our angry moments, but we're not there anymore. And she just really was kind of perplexed by that because she was in the angry phase at that point. Well, and I mean, I'm angry too. I mean, yeah, and sure. that's, that's one of the things when I talked to my mother last in December is she kept asking me, she's like, why are you so angry? And I said, what do you mean? Why wouldn't I be angry? You know, you keep asking me why I'm angry. It's because you tell me you love me, but you can't just tell me you love me. You can't just tell me that you accept me. You can't tell me that you're there to support me. You just keep telling me that you love me, but, and then you keep telling me that you want me to come home and tell you for years what's wrong with me and why I've been distanced when, you know, with the family and I don't include them in my life. And I, you know, try to distance myself as far as I can because of my own protection and my own of it gets really, really exhausting going home and going, Oh, we want a sister-in-law. Oh, when are you getting married? Oh, we want some grandkids. We want, sorry, that's never going to happen. And I know that's never going to happen. And they go, why? Well, just because not going to happen, you know, that's surprise. Yeah. And, you know, and even still, I told my mother, you know, I'm gay. And it's still, well, we wanted you to come home for years and tell us what's wrong. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I, yeah. I'm gay, you know. And, and that's nothing. Seems... Nothing is wrong with me. Yeah, exactly. So it's, but she still seems to think that I'm angry. And I mean, there is some anger. I mean, and I wouldn't necessarily even equate it or call it anger. I would more call it. frustration and I'm hurt because because I knew they weren't going to accept it and I knew they weren't going to be I knew this was going to be an uphill battle I knew this was going to be a road that wasn't going to be easy and that I potentially I hate to say it might have to not have my parents in my life I knew that they were they were the type of people and they live in a small community and they come from I, I mean, I hate to say it, but the culture of the church that it's not right to be gay and it's not accepting to be gay and their image. Again, I do not want to disrespect my parents and I do not want to slander their name. But unfortunately, I think they really care about their image and how they look as far as having a gay child. And I don't think they really like that. And I mean, this is all hearsay. This is my opinion. And this is how I view the situation and this is how I view what they're feeling. I don't know how they're feeling because my mother won't express that to me other than they're disappointed. But to me, it's, it's a lot of embarrassment and I'm an embarrassment. Well, and unfortunately I can understand, I can see that. I see that in the culture. And we talk about that in the support group, the the horrid culture. Mm -hmm. And all I can say is, well, then be the change that you want to see. Lead out and mirror it. Show what you want from people. Be open. Be honest mm-hmm. about it. I was in a stake meeting with the stake presidency and the high council, and um, a guy had come home from his mission, and he was doing a report on his mission. And I could tell that that perhaps he was gay, I wasn't trying to judge, but it just seemed like I got that feeling. And a member of the stake presidency said, so 
are you starting to date? Do you want some girls' numbers? You know, and if he was, uh, this kid was uncomfortable, you could tell. And well, no, I haven't. So I talked with the stake president after I said, look, you guys can't say that kind of stuff because you just don't know where people are coming from. And it's it's dangerous ground. You can't make a generalization like that. And he understood. And and there was no harm meant in it, but it's a, a common assumption. And well, we got to quit doing that. Exactly. And that's the thing is, is I know and I understand a lot of people don't mean harm. And it's the general norm that, you know, people get married, people have kids, people are straight. But those things are very demeaning and very hurtful to somebody that is trying to keep something buried or something that they don't know how to come to terms with. And it makes you feel guilty. It makes you feel unworthy. It it makes you feel dirty. It, It makes you feel like for some reason you're sinning and you're not even doing anything wrong. And it makes you feel less than it. It's a really um, sickening feeling to have to lie. I guess maybe not lie, but just not tell the whole truth and not be honest with who you are. And, you know, it's, you know, when I, came out and I've, I've told some people it's, you know, the common thing is, well, you don't look gay or you don't act gay, you know, are you sure? I mean, and, and what does that mean? I'm sorry. I'm laughing. Are right. you, sure? I mean, you don't look Mormon. <laughs> right. You don't I mean, act that way. I'm, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean? I, I and I, I don't means, even, have... I know what it means. It means the stereotypical and, and, and you and, Jay have mentioned mm-hmm. that the activists in the gay community have ruined absolutely. it for absolutely, and that's what the media gloms onto. Yes, like months yeah. ago, there was that group in Brooklyn or wherever it was chanting, mm-hmm. "We're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children." So the media grabbed that, right. and my daughter had told me because my you know for those that may not know, also my oldest daughter's gay. They were kind of mocking the conservative media by saying that. Mm-hmm. And so, but they did grab a hold of that clip and blasted it everywhere. So it makes you think, oh my gosh, them gays are coming to get us. Correct. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not the norm, but that's it's like doing. any, it's, it's like any group. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter whether or not you're talking about LDS people, gay people, conservatives, you know, libertarian, democratic, whatever. There's always the extreme. There's always that, you know, small percentage of each group that is louder and prouder and, you know, more vocal than the rest. And I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but a lot of the gay people that I know want to just live like a normal human being. They just want to go about their life, do their thing, and be married to a man. That's it. I mean... They want to be left alone. They don't want everybody in their business. They aren't, they just want to be left alone. I want to just be left alone. That that does not do you any favors when individuals do that. Well, and when people find out there's some individual like a Warren Jeffs or whatever, who is some crazy Mormon, they say, 
then of right. course that is the general view of all of us is that we're like that you know i so many times oh well are you one of the wives so it's the same kind of thing they the the media gloms on to the worst example and pastes that all over the place and that's what people grab onto and that's and, where i think and, a lot of go ahead sorry no no you go ahead Brian. That, that's okay. yeah that's where the fear comes from is yeah. yes and like like Jake, you know, your family saying, "Oh, well, we got to watch out for the kids because there's this thing that, well, they see a pride parade and there's dudes on dancing on a bus with their butt hanging out. Well, they right. they they just assume, well, that must be how the whole gay world is that way. I'm like, yeah. well, that's not yeah. true at all. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I will admit. I mean, now that I have you know come out as gay and you know that people know, I mean, I am a little bit more, I guess, expressive of who I am. Um, I don't, I don't try to hide it as much. Obviously you've seen, you know, gay people before and you, you know, see how they act. And I am usually when I get excited about things, you know, yes, it comes out a little bit, you know, and my voice gets a little higher cause I'm excited. And I just, I don't feel like I should have to hide that. No. You know, I, I don't feel like I need to be that tough man anymore that, you know, I've got to bury my feelings and I, you know, got to look like I hate the world all the time. No, if I'm excited about something, you're going to know. And I'm doing, I'm even doing it with my hands right now. Sorry. Um, I just noticed that. Um, you're fine. You, that's not, but, that's not gay thing. What are you no, doing? You're yeah. just excited. My voice yeah, goes exactly. up when I'm excited. I do this when yeah. I'm, so you, yeah. you, what you're doing is normal. But so, to some people, if you were to do that, they would go, well, you know, you're acting gay or you're looking gay, or does that mean your voice is going to, you know, be the typical gay voice, you know, that everybody hears on the media, like, you know, that, oh my God, like to every little thing. Yes. No, that's, that's not how, at least in my opinion, that's not how most people act or most people talk. That's, I mean, yeah, when we're around our community and we're around our friends, we feel comfortable with who we're around. Yeah, a lot of my gay tendencies might come out a little bit more because I'm around people that I'm comfortable with and I'm around people that are like me and I'm around people that I can, it's just like going to, you know, going to church, you know, I can't tell you how many times, Brian, that, you know, I'll talk about, you know, LDS terms or LDS acronyms and he'll go, huh, what does that mean? And I'll have to explain, you know, things like mutual or family home evening or, you know, mm -hmm. you're part of that clique, you know, you know what the, you know, inner terminology is. The same thing with the gay community. You know, there's that inner crowd or inner circle or, you know, language of you're able to be yourself around the people that are like you and you can't fault me for it. Exactly. I mean, let's face so. it. We Latter-day Saints, we do some weird things. Amen. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Amen. Why we, we aren't labeled a peculiar people because we're- For just, no reason. For no reason. We do earn that. And the culture earns it even more than- Yeah. And I- Bless their hearts. I can't stand to be around most of them. Bless their heart. And just like we said, we bless their heart. Bless their yep. hearts. Well, I hope I'm not in that group, Jake. If I am, I apologize. Mm -hmm. You are not, but there are a lot of people that yeah. um, that are, and it's and it's especially hard to do that in this area. And you know, it, it's getting better, and every day it's it's easier. And every day you find out 
there was, I did a post on Facebook, which I rarely, hardly ever do uh, because I don't, I don't think, you know, people should know my business and I don't think people should know every, I, I, I absolutely despise anybody that gets on Facebook and posts every 47 seconds about they're eating or drinking or sleeping or whatever activity they're up to. But I did the, the year in review and I just kind of wanted to express some gratitude, but also some disappointment of some of the things that, you know, 2023 had, you know, had brought me and um, the struggle that I was going through. And 2023 for me was a really, really hard year. Um, I'd moved a couple of times. I went through a couple jobs. Um, obviously, I told my parents and family that I was gay. And, you know, I, I posted that on Facebook. And I would say probably 95% of the people that read that or found out about it were in support. And there was a very, very small percentage that I didn't necessarily want to throw it out there and put a rainbow flag up there and say, Hey, I'm gay. You know, look at me. That wasn't the intention of that, but I wanted in a way to kind of just let it be known and do, I guess, more of a classy way of, you know, for the people that hadn't heard or people that I haven't been able to tell was tired of having the conversation of, calling people and say, you know, Hey, I'm gay or, you know, or I would get the phone call and say, well, why didn't you tell me I'm not in your inner circle of, you know, why didn't you tell me and how come I'm finding out from so-and-so. And and so I made that post and there were a few people, including my parents that I heard were very disappointed. Um, But I would say 95% of the people that read it were very happy and very supportive of me. And I'm happy to say that, I think the world and the people in it are finally starting to, I guess, be more accepting or I don't know what the word is, approving. Accepting is fine. I think it's normalizing. I mean, there are gay people out there. There's gays, lesbians, you know, trans. I mean, there's, we're all out there and finally people are starting to think that, you know, maybe it's okay. So, you know, slightly in defense of some of us Latter-day Saints who are not behaving as well as we can, I know women have approached me and they have a real honest desire to react Mm -hmm. appropriately. They don't know how. Mm -hmm. And so we will have a discussion on, you know, how simple it really is. But I can tell by their demeanor and by what they're saying, I, I I want to understand how do I react to this person? You know, how do I, what do I say so that I'm not making them feel uncomfortable? So there's, there's, a, there's a bunch that are trying. Now, the ones that have an issue with it, they don't come and talk to me because they right. know what I'm going to say. But right. there's a lot of them who've sat down and said, okay, now how do I do this? What is the best way so I don't hurt feelings? So there's there is some effort out there. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. The, sh- the ship is slowly starting to right itself. I think. Yeah. Yes. And you know maybe we focus on that, and then hope hoping that those who will ha- that may have kids coming out soon or later or whatever will will hear it and not that they you know I'm, I'm assuming they're going to do badly. Maybe they're going to be fine. 
I think the next generation is going to be fine. I think yeah. they're the ones. There's a lot of us that need to die off, to be quite honest, um, because the next generation knows how to handle this better and not make yeah. such a big deal out of it. I would say yeah. 90% of them. There are some that are still a-holes, to be quite honest. Yeah. But um, the kids, it's that next generation we can look to to behave and accept and be loving and kind regardless. And I don't want to wait till that one. I, I, um, that's why we're doing this is. Yeah. That's not soon enough for me. Yeah. Not that Amen. I'm screaming activist to write LDS parents, but. Well, these uh, LDS parents are in pain. Yeah. They really are. They don't know what to do. They don't yeah. know how to react yeah. to this. And you're right. I don't and, think they're all being malicious. It's just reaction. Yeah. And a lot of it's a knee jerk reaction to culture. Yeah. That's where yeah. I've tried to, I mean, even though I'm, I'm disappointed, that might be the best way to explain it is, is I'm disappointed that my parents, I guess, aren't further evolved or I wish they were further evolved into accepting it. And uh, I'm frustrated that it even has to be an issue. And I'm frustrated mm -hmm. that I even feel like I have to do this not just for my parents, but just, you know, the world in general. It's, I mean, as a gay person, you know, you have to worry about, you know, losing your friends, losing your family, losing your job, losing, you know, potential future jobs, you know, potential future, you know, endeavors, whether or not it's personal or, you know, business. I mean, people would treat you differently on whether or not you're, you know, straight or gay, you know, it's, that's sad that that still has to be a thing. Well, I know my daughter has mentioned they live in Salt Lake and mm -hmm. Salt Lake's a little more um, liberal than right. Utah Valley, let's be honest, mm -hmm. where we live. And um, they said even up there, um, walking down the street holding hands is problematic yeah. and is not received well and people aren't kind. So we have a long way to go. One at a time. And by us doing this and Jake, you being vulnerable and Sue, you sharing your experience and my limited experience, that's is one at a time. That's how change yeah. happens. Yeah. My 12, my yeah. 12 followers worldwide. <laughs> Y'all get 13 or 14 after this one. Okay. <laughs> make some change. Maybe, maybe 20. Maybe Who 20. knows? Who yeah. knows? Double digits. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah. Do each one of you want to maybe just do a wrap up of where we're at and what your thoughts are and, and we can yeah. plan for a, a next, maybe a follow-up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You want to go ahead, Jake? So I don't burn you both out. One shot. Why don't you go first, Sue? I'm, I'm okay. still thinking. Okay. I'm thinking for a second. If that's okay. So am I. So that's why I started. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go then. Cause it, again, yeah. I'm no model. I've learned a lot. My wife and I have learned a lot with our daughter and she's helped us open our eyes to a new world, a, a world. I never, what I've realized in my life is if something doesn't affect you directly, you're not going to get involved. And yes, I, I was aware of LGBTQ issues for the most of my life, but, but just on the periphery, just, okay, that's yeah, over there, whatever. Now I'm involved. So I've done research and I've learned and it's, you know, I feel like the Grinch, you know, in that scene where at the end where his, his heart 
grows two sizes too big and bursts out of his chest and he, he feels good. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's a selfish thing, but I feel a lot better because of what I've learned. And I feel, yeah. I don't know what the word is. I'm excited to get to know more people and to learn more. And, and, and whereas before I may have been closed off to the idea, let some sunshine in, I guess, into my soul. Not that I was right. this cold, dark ogre, but it's it's process. Everyone's a process. Your parents, it's a process. If you're still, if, if you're the example of the kindness and respectful of them, they'll see it. They'll see it eventually. And I know you're frustrated and angry, which is normal. They're frustrated and angry also. Probably you, you guys are both probably in a similar phase of grief or whatever. So you guys might be more in in line than you think yeah i would agree agree. i have to say i'm really grateful that we have this dynamic in our family uh personally i'm grateful i'm not the same person that i was and a lot of the women that that i talk to that are further down the road they say the same thing and i'm i'm thankful for what this has done for me not to me but for me because i you know, my heart's expanded, my my viewpoint and acceptance has has grown, understanding is better, and more understanding of how God loves his children. And I would say to any LDS parent who's living, who's listening to this, who's struggling, just live your religion. And exclusionary behavior is not the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is not how he operates. Just read the scriptures and look at the way he lived his life. Be a disciple and put aside this culture that is damning our children and our loved ones, because that is not the way that the Savior operates. And I always defer to to him and how he handles things. And you can't tell me when he walked to the streets of Palestine, that his followers, that there were not gay men or lesbian women in the crowd. I guarantee it because this is something that has been for forever. Yeah, it's been forever. So you don't hear him parceling out individuals and sending them away. He accepted everybody. And why can't we, especially our children? especially our children. I I have to say that I believe in the adversary and I believe he hates families. And I believe that he is doing everything he can to split families up and he is using this as a crowbar. He's done it in your family, Jake. I'm hoping that your parents can mend this because this is splitting families up over this issue is not what the gospel is all about. But can I say one thing real quick? Yes, yes, please. I understand, you know, I don't know what I believe. I, is there a God? I don't know. I, as far as considering myself LDS, no, I'm not. And as far as whether or not I believe in the LDS culture, I I really don't anymore. Do I believe in families? Absolutely. Um, That is something that I definitely believe in. But the biggest thing that I can say is if you have somebody that is of the LGBT community, don't try to change them. 
don't try to fix them fix them convert them tell them they need to go back to church that they are not praying that they're not living the faith properly honey we've all been there we've we've tried we've we've tried prayed lived it we have tried to fix it we have tried to pray the gay away we have tried to do anything and everything to get rid of this problem or this issue and reaffirming with that uh, you know that we need to go back to church or if we go back to church we'll be saved or please don't please don't we already have it hard enough as is just love us and try not to throw your faith in our face because it doesn't work i'm really glad that you said that because that needs to be said absolutely amen if we choose to stay active if we choose to stay in the church that's our decision that's not yours well can Um, i say something about that individuals who are gay or lesbian or in the lgbtq community who choose to live the lds lifestyle which means you will be without a romantic partner for the rest of your life I can't even tell you how much I cannot. I I don't think I could do it. I can't either. And I'm not going to. No. And that is why I've chosen to step away. And, and I, and like I told my parents, I, I have acted on it. I will continue to act on it. And I'm not going to be a gay celibate Mormon. And that goes back to church and all my problems will go away. Well, Well, and some some choose to do that and good for them. It's a very, very brave, uh, incredible choice, but that's their choice. And that's like asking me not to have physical affection or attraction to my wife. Hey, can you just turn that off for the rest of your life? Yeah. Yeah. Correct. It's the same thing, right, Jake? Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's an unfair and unreasonable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and it, I will tell you at the same time is, is it might work for some gay people and it might not work for others. Just because you have a family that accepts you and that loves you for who you are and you're able to continue to be LDS and gay and still go and still be part of the ward and part of the community, great. But there is a big percentile and a big portion of us that aren't allowed to do that and aren't invited in and are included and ostracized and put aside because we are gay. And that goes for both straight and gay people. It was, it, it's not a perfect world. It's not a perfect system. And, you know, it's, you have to let that or the person choose and they need to be able to be free to make that decision for themselves of whether or not if they decide to be gay and not active or non LDS then great. And if they want to be gay and active and LDS then great, but it doesn't mean that everybody's going to have the same experience. I mean, there's lots of gay people out there that tell their parents and they go, we love you and we don't care. And we love you for who you are. And then you have people like me that I tell my parents and they tell me that they're disappointed and they, that's not the path that they would have chosen for me. And I don't know if I'll ever have a relationship with my parents. I might at one point, but it's not going to be as deep as what my other siblings have. And I will probably 
honestly, I will probably in my eyes always be less than than the rest of my siblings. I will never be equal because I can't provide my parents the same things that the rest of my siblings can. Plain and simple. Well, let's hope your parents have some kind of massive change of heart that they really dig into this to understand it and so that they can come around. I I, I hope I hope that for you. I really hope so. But yeah. You may, I, you may and it's you know them obviously more than we do, but it's been four yeah, months. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. I hope so. Right now, for my own sanity and my own protection, protection. of who I am. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You've got to put I, that distance there. Totally get it. Yeah, yep. absolutely. It's not a safe space for you. Not right now. Maybe hopefully in the future. And I I hope that is in the future. I hope that's in the cards. But right now it's I don't yeah. see it. Well, and it I think it requires patience on both sides. You know. Absolutely. And patience as, with the process. As, as much as I want to fight it and as much as I want to you know, I I had a conversation well, Brian, I had a conversation with Jay the other day is, is you know, I, I'm jumping at the bit and I'm just like, I, I want things to go back to normal. And, and it's so normal in my head now that, you know, you know, I'm gay, I'm out, I'm free. I, you know, I don't have the secret, but I just want things to go back to normal. And the depressive thoughts of, I didn't know if I was going to make it to the age of 25 or 30 or 35. I didn't, I didn't think that was going to happen. My career was put on hold. My success in life has been put on hold because I didn't think that I was going to make it this far in life. And now that I don't have to worry about that, and that secret is no more and that doesn't hold me back, I want I want to go and I want to live and I want to experience life and I want to find that person to marry and have that husband and have that future. And for people to, in a way, hold me back is really hard. And it's, it's extremely frustrating um, because I just want to go and I want to live. And there's still people telling me that I can't. You know, the That's... things that you've said have been very eye-opening to me in a lot of ways. Just the the internal struggle and how difficult it's been for you. I appreciate you sharing those feelings. You know, you, I wrote down this and then I think we wrap it up here, but it says, I didn't plan for the future because I didn't think I had one. What you just said, you know, you're going to make it. So your parents asking you what's wrong. Why are you broken? Well, you didn't think you had a future because you didn't think you'd make it because you, how dark and deep your thoughts were of taking your own life multiple times. Right. I didn't, I figured what's the point if I can't be truly who I am. And I didn't think I was strong enough to ever deal with being gay and telling my parents, I never thought I would be here. Never. In a million years. Well, so hopefully the things that you've said will touch some hearts and give others the same kind of courage. So thank you. So. And that's, thank you. that's why I'm doing this as hard as it is and as embarrassing and some days I feel like I don't make sense and I feel like I am not well-spoken when it comes to my feelings um, because it is extremely painful and extremely difficult to talk about and trying to hold it together 
it's not easy, but I think people need to hear it from somebody that's going through it in the moment and know how difficult it can be. It's raw and yeah. real, and I'm glad you're sharing it. And I appreciate yeah. that from yeah. from both of you. And thank you both for coming on again and sharing this. Um, I think we're gonna we'll have to do another we'll have to do a, an additional episode. So thank you guys again. Thank you. Anytime, Brian. Thank you, and it's good talking with you, Jake. Thank you all again for making it to the end. I want to once again thank our sponsors for this episode: the Legacy Group Real Estate and Gertson Clothing Company. Please visit their website at LegacyRealEstateUtah.com and Gertsen.com. G-E-E-R-T-S-E-N.com. Thank you again for listening to The Parish The Thought Show. We know you have many podcast options and appreciate that you have chosen us. If you love what you hear, please give us a rating on whatever platform you find us. And don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. If you hate what you hear, only tell us. You're still here? Click on the next episode for more from The Parish the Thought Show.